Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. We appreciate you being here on this Sunday morning. Looking forward to our conversation today with the Hope House founder and executive director of Hope House, Lisa Stephen. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Well, happy to have you here. Tell me a little bit for folks that don't know, what is Hope House? Well, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be a part of the show today. Hope House Colorado is a nonprofit that serves parenting teenage moms. We serve about 250 teen mothers from across the Denver metro area on our campus in East Arvada. Um, We offer three major programs for teen mothers, our housing support program, which includes our residential home. Um, Unfortunately, it's a smaller home and we can only serve six teen mothers and their children Mm -hmm. um, in that home. But we provide housing support in lots of other ways through partnerships um, and working in the housing community. And then our early learning and school age program, which provides um, early learning for our children while their moms are in classes in our resource center. Um, And our major program, which is our Empower program, which is sort of just an umbrella over everything we do with our teen mothers um, here on our campus. So we provide GED and college and career support, um, online high school support, uh, financial literacy, um, legal advocacy for moms typically um, dealing with parenting orders or custody issues. Um, And then on what we call the personal self-sufficiency side, um, we do a lot of work with mental health counseling, um, kind of that social emotional growth and um, learning to care for yourself, building healthy support systems and healthy relationships. So we typically, our mission is to help teenage moms to become self-sufficient. Okay. We typically look at that in two ways, both economic self-sufficiency and personal Mm self-sufficiency. And that economic side is all of the classes and housing and transportation and childcare that we kind of talked about. And then the personal side is more that social, emotional, and um, just individual growth. Well, this is a big undertaking. And you being the founder of Hope House, you got to tell me, where did the idea come from? Yeah. So my husband and I were actually teenage parents. We got pregnant and got married when we were 17, which was a long time ago. We've been married for 37 years. So um, our kids are all grown up. But um, I, because I was a teenage mom, just had a heart for for teenage mothers and started working with teen moms through a support group called MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, um, back in the late 90s. And in that um, teen MOPS group, just was pretty, we had a lot of family support um, from my husband's family. And so I, I was pretty surprised or frankly shocked um, how many of the girls we were working with in the late 90s and sadly still today um, were dealing with just really difficult um, home situations, oftentimes dealing with domestic violence in their homes or drug or alcohol addiction in their parents and family members. Um, more often than not, we were dealing with homelessness. And sadly, those issues are still um, the same issues today that they were were then um, often sort of stemming out of generational poverty. And our, our mission is really to break that cycle of poverty for two generations, both mm-hmm. our mamas and their children. Yeah, tell me about that, because I hear the number is kind of staggering when you hear how many teen moms are living under the poverty line. Yeah, so 67% of teen moms live under the poverty line. And um, many of them are, in fact, probably 95% of the mothers we work with are working to break those cycles of generational poverty. So family, you know, generations of family who have been just kind of immersed in the system and 
um, and unable to break unhealthy patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, that domestic violence and and um, addiction uh, and mental health patterns that that they just have not been able to break for generations. And our the beautiful thing about working with our teen moms is they are so motivated by their little one. We we call it mommy motivation. Mm. So anytime a you know a mama has a baby, she's like just so you know wants to make the world perfect for her little one. And we're getting to work with our girls at a point where they've had their child. Um, typically when they come to us, their child is somewhere between the ages of about six months and 18 months. Um, and they're motivated. They want to do something different for their little ones than what they experienced. And they're they are so motivated by their child. They're willing to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. They just need someone to come alongside them and show them how. Um, so often they've grown up in homes where like something simple, like reading to your children at night and having a bedtime routine um, and, you know, brushing teeth is not something they experienced. So when they learn that, gosh, if I read to my child, they'll do better in school. Well, give me some books. Mm-hmm. Like they're all about it. They just don't, they didn't grow up with those kinds of examples and they just need sometimes those very simple little things like give me some books give me give me a toothbrush and toothpaste you know a child's toothbrush Mm -hmm. Um, teach me some of those simple parenting things that I just didn't get to experience and then on the you know far end of that spectrum is the much harder stuff like how do I build boundaries with family members who are really frankly fairly toxic for my life but at the same time they're still my family Um, Mm. so how do I do that yeah you were talking about some of the hard work I mean that sounds like hard work right there especially if you're talking about things like building boundaries and self-esteem and becoming a different version of yourself so that you're a better parent. Right, exactly. They're so, um, and I think this is true for all moms, we're terrible about taking care of ourselves, but particularly for our teen moms, they've often grown up in households where they've sort of been the caretaker for lots of different things in their family. So they may be caring for younger siblings because a mom is is addicted or um, we've had moms who started driving to the grocery store when they were 10 years old um, because it was the only way that food was going to come into the house. If they took the food stamps and went and got the food. Um, and so caring for their own selves is just frankly pretty foreign to them. Um, so that just see, they will talk about this all day long. Like we have this metaphor for you can't pour water into your child until you pour water into your own water bottle. Mm-hmm. So they all talk about that. Like even if I just get to take a shower or take five minutes for myself, like that's okay. I have permission to care for myself so I can turn around and pour that out for my child. Um, and so it really, it, it's helping them to see that it's really okay to take care of their own self. Right, which is a great message for all moms to hear. Oh, so much so. We're terrible about Yeah, that. we really are. Absolutely. So this is kind of maybe a sensitive question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So you were talking about how the teen moms, a lot of them didn't have some of the basics that I would think would be basics as a parent, the brushing the teeth routine, the reading the books, all of that. How many of them were aware about how they got pregnant or how a pregnancy happened? And are there some that maybe didn't realize that's what happened and this is this is the result? Um, yes, that is that's a sensitive topic. Um, so it, it runs a gamut. Um, it can be everything from, you know, getting pregnant on purpose. I'm in love with this boy, this or in many cases, unfortunately, um, someone who's taking advantage of them, an older man, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to take care of me. Um, to I had no idea. I didn't know what birth control even was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've had some pretty, I won't say I'm on air, but some pretty major examples of I just don't know how my body works. So having classes bring in a nurse to, um, we have a, a nurse who regularly comes in to work with our moms on how does my body work? What does the female body 
look like? How does it act? What um, mm-hmm. happens on a monthly basis? Yeah. Um, they just sometimes just honestly don't know. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have, um, you know, not an insignificant number of, of moms who did not become pregnant by choice. They were um, assaulted in one form or another, either by a family member or um, an acquaintance and uh, pregnancy was the result. Right. Well, I appreciate you answering that question because it does sound like in some ways you're helping these moms grow up as well as helping them raise their kids. So true. That's so true. We call Hope, Hope House a place to belong. So our moms almost always they'll tell you Hope House is my second family. Hope House is my second home. Um, Hope House is where my aunties are. Um, they, they come here and they're immediately welcome into a warm environment where they don't feel judged. And I think we don't even think about it. If you walk into a grocery store and you see a, a really young girl with a baby on her hip, I mean, you kind of look at her like, hey, is that your baby? Or is are you babysitting? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even think of the fact that you're maybe kind of, even just in your glances, um, it, it might come across as judgmental. And then all the way to the other end of the spectrum of literally having medical professionals who are um, so patronizing and sometimes cruel in the way that they treat you and won't listen to you about your child. Mm. Um, So Hope House has to be a place where they can come in and feel like I am seen and heard and valued because we can't build anything on top of, you know, that until they have those basics. I need to feel seen and heard, loved and valued, and then we can build on um, how do I start creating a better life and meeting goals that I'm setting. Yeah, it's really a very layered approach and and a lot of different layers in that to what you're doing at Hope House. So much so. It's so incredibly relational. And I think, um, you know, maybe it's just common sense, but we just, really believe that real change happens through authentic relationship with healthy adults and uh, a long-term healthy relationships with healthy adults. Um, And they have that here. They have uh, the staff here and then lots of volunteers um, who are part of Hope House and our board um, who interact with the moms and, and give them an example of maybe a different way of doing life than they've seen or experienced. And tell me about how long this program's been going on and some of, and about some of the early moms that you worked with. How has it changed? Where are those moms now? Yeah, so we opened in April of 2003. So we are just about to have our 20th anniversary, which is amazing. And some of the, I mean, the thing about being in true heart relationship with others is that that just doesn't really change, right? So I'm still in relationship with, and, and some of our staff who've been here for 10 or more years are still in relationship with moms who were part of Hope House in the very early days. Um, Our very first teen mom who uh, moved into our residential home the day it opened was um, Fendia, and she's from Haiti, and her daughter is now turning 20 years old. Um, Fendia is a nurse. She's been married for about 15 years now, and they own a home, and her daughter, who was baby Sarah when she moved into Hope House, is now pretty grown-up Sarah, and she is earning a degree in psychiatric nursing at uh, Metro State University. Um, And then another one of our moms, Tabitha, who moved in uh, very early in our early days. Um, She's a a stylist, is in a a healthy marriage, um, has had additional kiddos, and her oldest daughter is just about to graduate high school with a full ride to college. Um, And this is, this is, you know, all the stories don't end that way, but so many of them do. And Mm -hmm. with moms who have made these major significant strides and 
when we had our gala in October last year, we did this, had all these moms, one from every year of our existence, standing up on stage with their child standing with them. And to have the mom say, I'm a nurse. And then this 19 year old say, I'm studying to be a nurse. And, you know, the next mom say, I'm, this is what I do. And the kiddo says, I'm getting straight A's in high school. This was a beautiful example of they did it. They set out to break the cycle of poverty. And those words sound so trite that I think we forget what the meaning of that actually means. They did it. They broke the cycle of poverty for their kids and their for their children and their children's children, life will be different. You must just feel so much pride for them when you hear their stories like that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's like you're we're just a bunch of mama bears at Hope House yeah. and just bursting with pride um, for our girls and for their kids and all of the things that they're that they're accomplishing and getting to be um, just a part of their journey as they work so hard. Yeah, I love the stories. Tell me a little bit. I know you're expanding uh, and that you've got a child care center opening. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah so amazing. So we um, started out as one residential home and grew from that to purchase a piece of property right on the same uh, uh, campus here with the, with the house to build our resource center, which is a 15,000 square foot building that does all of the classes and um, support groups that I talked about earlier. Um, and then just to the west of us, um, still here on our campus, we're about to break ground in April on a uh, 10,000 square foot childcare center so that we can serve about 100 children of our teenage moms. Um, I don't know anybody out there who has little ones knows the incredible barrier. We are actually almost as an entire state considered a child care desert. We have only one child care spot available for every three children who need one in the state. And that's just across the board, not counting anybody who needs to use CCAP, the child care assistance program, which is all of our moms, um, to, to utilize child care. And there are very few CCAP spots available in um, child care centers because they just don't make quite as much money. Right. So all bots will be CCAP bots, um, and all of our moms will be, uh, almost all of our moms are on CCAP, and, and this will remove one of the most major barriers to self-sufficiency, um, full-time child care, mm-hmm. for uh, them to be able to go to school or work full-time. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, I love all the work that you're doing. The stories are inspiring. I know our listeners are going to want to help. So where do you need help? How can they help you? Well, a couple of things. You can go to our website, take a look at our volunteer opportunities, a lot of volunteers volunteer application. Um, We are uh, almost most of the way through a five and a half million dollar capital campaign for that new child care center. We have about one million dollars left to raise. Um, All of any dollars donated to the uh, expansion um, project are um, eligible for the Colorado Child Care Tax Credit, which is a 50% credit on your income tax or business or personal income, um, which kind of lowers your tax burden. So definitely, if anybody is interested in learning more about um, being a part of the capital campaign for that child care center, we would be so grateful. But more than anything, we just love meeting new people and being able to connect new people to Hope House and to our moms. And there are lots of ways to do that on our website. All right. What is that website again, Lisa? It is hopehousecolorado.org, O-R-G. Well, Lisa Stephen, thank you so much for the interview today, for all the great work that you're doing in our community. Lisa Stephen, Hope House founder and executive director of Hope House Colorado. Thank you for your time today and best of luck with the campaign. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh, Thank you. You too. And thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. I'm Melissa Moore for Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a blessed day, and remember to be kind to everyone.